You're listening to Under a Pile of Books, and in this episode, I sit down with Beth from Before We Go blog. We have a wonderful discussion about a whole range of topics. Make sure you listen to the end when we talk about female characters in Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, everyone. I'm here with Beth from Before We Go blog, and uh, you've heard her already as part of our Magic System Roundtable, but uh, had a great time with her as part of that, but wanted to get her here for a, uh, a kind of a one-on-one interview. So welcome, Beth. Hey, I'm so glad to be here. So we're going to uh, go ahead and just kind of jump right in uh, to to some questions here. And my first one for you is what what kind of got you into reviewing? Because you know this is this is a major uh, kind of commitment. I think sometimes people don't realize how much goes into you know reviewing, maintaining a blog, kind of all of that. So what what, what got you into that? Uh, well, you know, I've always had huge opinions about books. <laughs> <laughs> and, like you know, what to read, mm-hmm. why it's good what you should be reading. (laughs) Huge opinions. And I had been on Goodreads for about 11 years, uh, keeping track of my reading. I think I'm at like 2,020 books. Wow. Yeah, 11 years worth of reading. And um, I had a blog pretty lazily where I kept track of some of my list adventures. There's on my website, you'll see... Some of my lists, I love lists. I love crossing stuff off. And like, I've been trying to read through the best of lists since I was 20. It's almost 20 years. Oh and my goodness. like the best science fiction, like mm-hmm. the conical list, the best fantasy. Um, so I started, I put those lists up and then I started, you know, I crossed one off and then I would talk about the experience of it, you know, mm. and I'm like, huh, this is pretty fun. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm digging this and it gives me a chance to write and stuff. And then um, when 2018, you know, Blogamous mm-hmm. rolled around, right. yep. I was like, oh, Jack, could I write a post every day? <laughs> <laughs> so that got me started and I haven't slowed down since. It's only it's only increased. I don't post every day, but I post most days now. And it's been one of the most gratifying things I think I've ever done. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So, so as as part of that, um, uh, sort of one of the things you you do on your blog is uh, indie spotlight. Yes. And what kind of got you into, or 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 maybe the better way to say it is, how did you discover kind of uh, indie authors, self published fantasy, you know that that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because different people sort of come to that and discover it in different ways. And I'm always interested to hear how, how did you uh, discover that or, or kind of get into that? So right after blogmas, I think it was like January or early January, mid January. Um, I got in touch with two people uh, who just came across my blog and started chatting with me on Twitter. And the first one is a man named Eric with Chandra Press. Are you familiar at all with Chandra Press? Uh, in passing, yes. I, yeah. I, I know of them. 
I, I I got talking with Eric and I his whole idea behind his his press was so interesting and so cool. I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, he's trying to bridge the gap between self-publishing mm-hmm. and publishers. He's trying to make it easier and, and specifically with science fiction. And it was a new press and I he gave me a book called Fusion World to read, which I really liked. And that was self, you know, I change is technically not self-published, but it's kind of in between. So he Mm -hmm. got me interested in self-publishing. I was like, huh, there's, there's a whole world out there. And then, um, there's a, a guy named Ari Hauser, who's pretty big in the writing community. He's a self-published author and he sent me his first book, which is a huge honor that he he would trust mm, me with that and he's mm-hmm. like what do you think you know and he's like i want your honest opinion and it was a good book and i gave him my my honest opinion about it and he introduced me to self publishing and it's just been like huge and then uh, i'm like well how can i help self publishers mm-hmm. more and so i created the indie spotlight and i um, created it after, you know, John Scalzi's The Big Idea. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to give self-published authors a chance to talk about their motivations, their book, what got them into writing. I wanted to, to like, bridge a gap. I wanted to introduce self-published authors to new people. I, and, I mean, I've got, I've got a little soapbox, so mm-hmm. I thought that that would be a good way to to, well, to help self-published authors, but, you know, like, create a conversation. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, and then I'm on uh, Team Quillery for the SPFBO. Yep, yep. 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 Uh, I didn't even know what the SPFBO was until, you know, it started coming up on Twitter, and then I started looking. I'm like, I want to be a part of this. It's a huge commitment, but yeah, right, I, I right. want to be a part of this. And I... um you know, I emailed about it and I'm like, you know, I'm a reviewer. I'm a, I'm a good team member. And I got accepted. And so, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm on the review team, which has been really cool. Yeah, that is. And, you know, to me, one of the, one of the cool things is, um, and this is true certainly with, um, SPFBO, it's 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 true with, you know, just generally with some of the the self-published and like very very small press independent um, author kind of stuff that we're we're seeing is to to me there's just so much kind of really cool stuff, great quality stuff coming mm-hmm. out. Um, I mean, for me personally, I probably do uh, my reading is probably split fairly evenly 50 50 maybe even 60 40 with a 60 going to to self-publish just out of my mm-hmm. reading this year me too and uh yeah. I, there's just so much to love um so yeah so it's it's really neat and i love i love stuff like indie spotlight and just different things that other folks are doing as well that that draw attention to um self-published authors and and their novels and and just there's i think there's a lot of cool um, cool stuff in that kind of realm right now. So I also hate that people have a impression of self-publishing mm-hmm. that it's somehow lesser 
Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not true. You know, I I've read some really ridiculously terrible um, books that have been you know professionally published, and and I have read some absolutely incredible self published books. You know, it, it's it, it's not true. <laughs> it's yep. just. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And actually, I mean, at some point I'm going to go actually do this. I, maybe I'll do a podcast episode on it, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to actually compare like my ratings Mm -hmm. for, um, traditionally published books and my ratings for self-published books. Mm. And, you know, now this is only just me, right? So it's entirely anecdotal. It's not scientific at all, but I'm, I'm willing to bet before doing this, right, that there's there's not going to be a substantive difference in terms like of averages or something, um, in terms of the ratings that I'm giving books and how much enjoyment I'm deriving from them between uh, you know self-published books and traditionally published books. And that's not to say that traditionally published books are bad. No, no not no, at no, all. Far from it. It's it's to say that that self-published books can be really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and and some authors anymore, you know, I think I think there's a stigma around uh, self-publishing or um, that that says, you know, well, it's it people self-publish when they when they can't hack it, you know, when they, they yeah. you know, and yeah. you know, I think if you talk to someone like uh, well, say like a Michael J. Sullivan, he's posted about this on our fantasy a couple times, and you know, just the now, of course, he is a very, very successful author with a very large following. I mean, he can kickstart his own hardcovers. So mm-hmm. obviously not a typical example, but still the through self-publishing, he is able to uh, make a great deal more than he could through a traditional publishing contract. Yes. You know? um, and, and I think, I think at this point, there are certainly self-published authors who are choosing to be self-published or to remain self-published for business reasons, uh, not necessarily because they they couldn't get a traditionally published contract. They are turning those down or not interested in pursuing those for business reasons. So, you know, I, I just I, I think self-published uh, fantasy and, and and generally self-published books uh, are it's a far cry from maybe what it was 20 or 30 years ago or whatever, but it still has this stigma associated with it. There's a, there's an author and I cannot, his name escapes me at the moment, but he wrote the powder mage stories. Oh yeah. 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 Um, uh, Brian McClellan. McClellan. McClellan yeah. I, I, I think Brian McClellan just self-published. I think you're right. I, yeah. I think because I think I think a, a shorter novel, like a different in a new series or whatever, mm-hmm. different series. Yeah. Yeah, and he's hugely successful, as oh, you yeah. say, and, and mm-hmm. then he ended up self-publishing. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, I I suspect we'll see more and more kind of so-called hybrid authors mm-hmm. um, in in the the years ahead. Because I think it provides people a, a very, um, uh, it provides a lot of flexibility to, yeah. you know, to, to the author. Um, y- you know, you could even argue, you know, um, uh, Brandon Sanderson, uh, who has, I mean, I'm not sure you could think of a more 
successful author in the past like 10 years uh, in terms of sales and, and, and going from debut author, you know, whatever, 15 years ago to mega hit bestseller uh, mm-hmm. today. Uh, but, but even some of his stuff uh, is published uh, by like subterranean press. So a very, very small kind of boutique press uh, and the eBooks he for some of those he essentially does through his dragon steel entertainment, you know, which is his own company. So, you know, even someone like Brandon Sanderson, you can't really call him a self-published author, but there are elements of self-publishing that he's using when they're to advantage from a business perspective for him. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think we'll see more and more kind of, uh, stuff like that or whatever. So I think it just enriches the, the community. Mm hmm. Yeah. I have I have a very funny, very short Sanderson story. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when I first moved up to Portland uh, about 10 years ago, I actually hadn't read any of Sanderson's books. He wasn't as big right, then sure. as he is now, right? But he did release Warbreaker. Mm. And a very good friend of mine named Bruce was a Sanderson fan at the time. And he's and he I guess was following his Twitter account and Sanderson was at the grocery store <laughs> down the street from my house <laughs> and he he had set up like a table with some of his books at the grocery store and no, no lines no anything he was just sitting there it's kind of like a, a hybrid grocery store you know okay gotcha so, so it had books had clothes right, but it yeah. also had um food and stuff and I, I I went and I actually got to talk talking to him real real nice guy and i bought warbreaker and he signed it and it it was my first sanderson book and that was my first introduction to sanderson as a as an author very cool guy yeah very cool guy at the grocery store (laughs) that's so cool that is awesome so um i i um have been to a couple sanderson signings Mm -hmm. and I, I have to give him props because uh, so the signings I've been to have been like post Wheel of Time. So when when he really got kind of big, I went to a signing uh, on the release tour for A Memory of Light. And I think also for um, The Way of Kings. And so anyway, one of the things that he's just committed to is he will be there long enough to sign everyone's book. Yeah. And like when I went uh, to the uh, memory of light signing, he was there and uh, Harriet, uh, Robert Jordan's uh, widow editor Mm -hmm. uh, was there as well. And they, so you could go through the line and get your book signed, but there was no, um, like personalization because there were just so many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I went through the line and, you know, Brandon signed it and uh, Harriet signed uh, my copy of A Memory of Life, which is really cool to have both their signatures. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brandon then said, look, if you want a personalization, you just get back in line again. Oh, and what a cool I will guy. stay, you know, until everyone gets their, their personalizations. So like, he was, I mean, Harriet, you know, 
and this is no knock against her at all, but, but I mean, you know, she got up and left. I imagine she was back at the hotel sleeping, you know, he's there. I, I don't know. Cause I was not the last person in line, but we didn't get out of there until like 1am from the bookstore. Uh-huh. Uh, and there were people behind us in line. So, I mean, he must've been there until two, two thirty, three, maybe in the morning, um, signing people's books. And I mean, that's just, to me, that's really cool, you know, that, that, that he's willing to, to do that for fans, even at that point when he's a huge best-selling author. Um, so anyway, that was, that was just kind of cool. He's a, he's a stand-up guy, everything yeah. I've heard, every, you know, it, he wouldn't know me from Adam, but you know, any short interaction at, at a, you know, signing or, or con or whatever that I've had, he's, he's just been awesome. So props to him. Yeah, Absolutely. It was, um, what's his name? Uh, Dresden Files. Hi. Oh, uh, Jim Butcher. Oh, thank you. Jim Butcher is yeah. also real stand-up. He's, oh, cool. He did that too. Yeah, I went That's to awesome. a signing and he did the same thing. Yeah, I love I love his um, Codex Alera. Yes. Series. So yes. good. So good. <laughs> so Just we'll start speaking... dropping books. I was going to say here. Speaking, speaking speaking of books and, and authors and everything, <laughs> um, what what have been some recent reads that that you've enjoyed? Uh, I, let me tell you what I'm reading right now. Yeah. Uh, Master of Sorrows by Justin, Justin Travis Call. Oh, I've heard good things. Oh my God, it is it a good book? <sighs> I I feel like he is going to be the next big thing. Uh, seriously, because I am not done with it yet, so you know I can't give it a rating or anything. But it's gorgeous. It's very much like um, Pat Rothfuss's Name of the Wind. Oh my goodness! That kind of rich storytelling. Yes, yes, it's, it's <laughs> fabulous. Um, so huge high praise so far. Completely happy. It's engrossing. It's engaging. And I and it's a wonderful example of grimdark done right. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that see, that that is so tempting for me. And um, <laughs> you know, I I I I will admit to often finding grimdark either too nihilistic or you know whatever and and so but but every once in a while there's a grimdark novel that 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 comes along and it just really hits for me and it is phenomenal and a lot of people have told me that master of sorrows is that sort of uh, novel that it's it's just so great and it's it's what you just said grimdark done right so it it it's it's probably gonna have to go on my tbr <laughs> so <laughs> Um, I had a real problem with Game of Thrones for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I, yeah, I tried because yeah. everybody loves Game of Thrones, right? Yep, and I, yep. I read the first book and I'm like, what am I missing? It's just, it. there's no, it, it, to me, at the first book, there were no heroes. Yeah, yep, yep. I don't want to read about a bunch of assholes. <laughs> no, see that that's just like I, I so I read the first probably like the first two books in that series or whatever. I read the first one and literally the only character that I was like okay kind of maybe was Ned and okay. of course he's he's a little like he's stupid good. Like if you know what I'm saying, like uh-huh. like he's honorable to a fault. 
and I, I get what Martin was, was trying to do with him. Right. But, um, uh, Hey, spoiler warning. If you've been living under a rock and haven't watched <laughs> game of Thrones, um, Ned dies. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Like, ceremoniously. Right. right. It's, it's like, it's, it's just, and it's so stupid and, and like depressing in every way. And so after that, I'm like, so Ned is, you know, like, like I get what Martin's trying to do with him, but, but, uh, it just didn't work for me. So I'm, I'm right with you. Um, Game of Thrones was not really my cup of tea, but you know, uh, Master of Sorrows may, maybe, maybe that's, yeah. That's yeah. one I need to check out. So, yeah, it, like the name of the wind was uh, grimdark technically, but it had it had a character that I could latch onto. Right. Yeah. 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 And so, also, I mean, to me, we just have to be honest that that Rothfuss writes such beautiful prose. Yes. You know, I mean, just such beautiful prose that there's it's the name of the wind and uh the wise man's fear mm-hmm. are almost worth reading just for the beauty of the prose alone yes. you know it's it's just in my opinion i just i just think he is out of this world whenever it comes to 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 his prose so um have you course, read his children book his children's books no no <laughs> Yeah, quote unquote children's books. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever see them, they are so so wonderful. They're not children's books. Like, you know, it's one of those books where you're you're going through it and you're like, okay, you're looking at the graphics and stuff, but something is slightly wrong with each of the graphics. Gotcha. And then when you get to the end, you realize how wrong, and you get to go to the beginning, and you get to see, like see all the things you didn't notice before. Oh, I love it. I love it's it. brilliantly done. It's, nice. it's great. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, let's oh, see. Uh, I read The True Bastards. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Very good. Just as good as just as good as The Grey Bastards. Yeah. And see, there, there we there we go. That's that was self-published originally, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. But so Grey Bastards was self-published. And True Bastards, I think, has been picked up. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's like it's just as good, maybe even better than uh, uh, the Great Bastards. Wow, wow. Yeah, that was pretty good. And let's see, what else have I read? I read. Um, are you familiar with um, P? I, forget, I don't know how to say his first name. Dejelly. Dejelly. I think it's Dejelly. Yeah. Dejelly yeah. Clark. Um, mm-hmm. I have read now all three of his short stories. Uh, I just mm-hmm. finished A Dead Gin in Cairo. Mm. And so good. So good. He writes he writes alternative um, history, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. steampunk-tinged alternative history so well. Yeah. And yeah, I, so I really, en- like, uh, what, which one of his short stories did I read? Uh, the, Black Gr- the Black God's Drum. Yes. Uh, which, uh, which I enjoyed. Uh, that, that was, that was, uh, very good. I don't read a lot of short stories, so sometimes I don't have a whole lot to like compare them to. Uh, but, but I, I enjoyed that one quite a bit. And one of the things I, I, it was just neat, his, his take sort of on a, an alternative history, you know, U S civil war, 
you know, it it was New really Orleans, neat, so. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he just he just writes it very tight, so he can mm-hmm. get a whole lot of story within you know yep. 40, 50 pages. Yep, yep. No, that's exactly exactly right. Exactly and then, right. Let's see. And then I finished a series. Uh, do you read graphic novels at all? Um, I don't. Uh, but I'm I. I'm not opposed to them. I I just <laughs> have not gotten like that's just an area or a subgenre or whatever that I haven't gotten into. So there's a, there's a series that I just finished. There were eight books in it um, by Tim Seeley called revival. And it's kind of a, a noir slight horror um, zombie type story. Uh, and it was fantastic. Like it, it's up there with, you know, why the last man and trans metropolitan and saga it's just, it was so great. Wow. Yeah. So I just finished it. I'm so sad. The series is over. <laughs> that, but isn't that like, to me, that's one of like the great feelings of uh, like, like with being a reader, like when, when you've read something that was just like so good and so satisfying that you're like, you're super sad that it's over, mm-hmm. but yet it's just like, it's that feeling where you're like, I'm never going to read something that that is that good again. But you know, you, you, you will find something you enjoy that much, but it's just like in the moment you're like, this was so good. I, it almost feels like I have a hangover mm. after, after getting done with, with something like that. It was just so evocative, so amazing. And then I pick up other books. I'm like, eh. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. <laughs> Takes me a little bit to get back into the groove. I totally understand 100%, 100%. <laughs> well, um, so this, this is kind of a, a little bit of a, a goofy kind of fun question, but I enjoy hearing people's responses. So uh, if you could have dinner with one <laughs> character from any fantasy novel or, or whatever, any, any fantasy media, uh, who would it be? Oh, he can't, what, what he can't do that to me. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm, I can't narrow it down to, <laughs> how about I do three very quickly. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Get, put so, together a dinner party. This dinner is party. Uh, Dave, Dave Williscroft did this to me too. <laughs> so, you know, that's okay. Okay. So dinner party, Harry Dresden. Mm-hmm. I, I love a good snark. I am, I am a fan of the snark and he is, I love his character. And he's powerful and he's interesting, but he's moral, at least mm-hmm. his own set of mora- his own morality. Right, right. Um, Voth from King Killer Chronicles. Oh, mm-hmm. great storyteller. Like I can just, I can just imagine, you know, the stories that he would weave and stuff. Great for oh, like, oh yeah, oh my goodness. And then uh, Eowyn. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, like the the I am no man scene. Oh yeah, yeah. Still, I can I can think about it, and it still gives me chills. And I haven't read uh, Lord of the Rings was twenty years ago. I even have a Lord of the Rings tattoo. Like I'm a, nice. <laughs> I am a fan. <laughs> I'm such a geek. <laughs> no, that's I awesome though. That's awesome. Yeah, and it's uh that scene of I just the strength of character, you yeah. know, duty. Ah. Uh, be a killer killer party oh yeah no that would be awesome that would be <laughs> awesome though, though though i feel like i feel like 
Quoth would 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 spend most of his time hitting on Eowyn. So yeah, but that that's like, like you just kick back with popcorn or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that that or she would murder him by the end of the night. So I mean. <laughs> just just kick back with your wine just chill out in the corner and watch it all play out it's it's true it's true so (laughs) but seriously um eowyn is just a phenomenal character in fantasy and you know just you know tolkien certainly you know was a product of his time you know there there, there's no denying that and you know uh arwen is you know uh window dressing in those novels and you know all all of that kind of thing and it's a mostly male cast you know all all of this but you know credit where credit is due eowyn is one of the in my opinion just great heroines of fantasy yes Um, just just period you know no sort of need to qualify that um you know from whenever those were published what 1952 or whatever uh mm-hmm. all the way uh until now i just I, I do think she's one of the the great heroines so um that's that's really cool uh, he he actually wrote wrote a woman being a woman mm-hmm. like being mm-hmm. strong instead of just you know dumb or eye candy or you know weak-willed yep. he wrote yep. you know it, and she's amazing yeah well, you don't, and, oh go ahead well i was just gonna say she she plays a, an integral role in the outcome of the plot mm-hmm. you know huge I mean, like it's it, she's not just there to support the hero and you know give him a sword while he goes out and 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 you know slays the big bad guy right i mean without her the the battle of the pelennor fields ends entirely differently which means that uh the armies of the west don't don't march on the black gate which means That's frodo right. doesn't succeed the the whole thing uh is made possible because of eowyn mhm and that's that's huge for 1952. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's I mean, let's be honest. You know? <laughs> and you know, I've read a lot of classic science fiction and classic fantasy, and there's not a lot of female characters from that era. I can't even think of one mm-hmm. right now that have strength of character, and they're not just there to be supporting. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely true. Absolutely. That's why he's the man. <laughs> yep he's he tolkien is awesome uh yeah. i love i love the lord of the rings i love i'm i'm a bit of a tolkien geek so lord of the rings the hobbit um the silmarillion mm-hmm. uh you know it's 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 all great stuff um you know i i attempted at one point well uh you know before my uh firstborn son was born uh, like, you know, I would, I would read, right. Uh, to my wife while she was pregnant with him and, uh, you know, I, I'd read the Hobbit. So like he got, <laughs> he got the Hobbit before he was even born. Uh, so. You're starting him off early. That's right. That's right. Very early. Very early. 
So, oh my goodness. Uh, well, Beth, this has been uh, just a ton of fun. Thank yes. you for, for coming on and, uh, and talking with me. Where, where can folks find you and, and your reviews and, and uh, whatever else uh, online? Uh, sure. You know, I'm at beforewegoblog.com. Uh, and then as so I post my reviews there, and then I also post all my reviews to Goodreads and, uh, that's, I do Amazon occasionally, but Amazon tends to be a bit of a pain. It, it really is. Yeah. So, but so mostly Goodreads and, um, before we go by, and of course, Twitter, and I have an Instagram feed, but I can I have not deciphered bookstagram. i'm just (laughs) i'm so bad at taking pictures that look pretty it's it's terrible (laughs) i've tried so hard and then you know i put my pretty little book on the table and i get good lighting and i take a picture and it looks terrible (laughs) (laughs) so twitter you can find me you can find me on twitter awesome Awesome. Very good. And uh, the website address is beforewegoblog.com, folks. It so is. Yes. Uh, check out Beth, interact with her. She's great. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun.